Welcome, one and all, to episode 367 of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor, and for this episode, the return of Engineered Society Project ESP. We have Chris, we have JoJo, and we have Jeff Jones joining us as well. Find out next. I'm ready. Let's do it! All right, so back in May for episode 345, I had the guys from Engineered Society Project on. And recently they reached out to me because they're releasing a rockumentary, which is supposed to drop tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. And so they, they wanted to come on and promote it and then talk about what they're going to be doing next. This interview came out so much better than what I'd expected. Not that I didn't have good expectations. Look, I go into every interview thinking that things are, are going to be great. And for the most part, they always are. But this was this really stood out to me. It was a really fun chat with the guys. So I hope that you guys uh, feel that energy and that connection while listening to this. I do want to mention that we're coming to the end of 2023, obviously. And usually for the month of December, I like to do a bunch of extra special things for my patrons. And since I've opened up voting to everyone, essentially, uh, I do want to give you guys a quick rundown of what we're going to be doing from now until the balance or to the end of the year. So next week, we're going to be doing an album discussion, discography discussion, album countdown, however you want to mention it, for Iron Maiden. Yes, we've done a Maiden special before, but not in this format. So I thought it would be something that would be fairly easy to put together for people. And after that, Jeremy and I will be doing a recap of new music that's come out in November. And we're going to talk up some of the stuff that's going to come out in December as well. And that will be on the 8th. On the 15th, we're going to have... A debut albums countdown. So I'm asking people to submit their 10 favorite debut albums. Should be a cool discussion. I'm sure it's going to be all over the place. It'll be interesting what albums coincide with one another, which will thrust them towards the top of the list. The 22nd, we will be doing the 2023 countdown. So if you want to vote for that as well. And how the voting goes, if you rank something at number one, it gets 10 points. Number two gets nine points all the way down to 10, which gets one point. If you send me one of these lists and say, oh, no particular order, whatever number one is going to be your number one. So choose wisely, folks. Because after that, I've seen people say, well, you know, that should have been my number three. Well, then you should have placed it at number three. The fucking band isn't going to find out where you have voted for it. So, don't worry. 
Rest assured, it's just a fun music discussion, and you can submit your lists via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or you can send me an email, signalsfrommars at signalsfrommars.com. The holidays are here as well. Check out our merch store. A lot of cool stuff uh, up there. We now have uh, baseball caps and beanies for the winter. We've got cool T-shirts and cool sweatshirts, bomber jackets, windbreakers, bucket hats, bunch of other cool stuff. Just go to signalsfrommars.com. You'll find merch top right-hand corner, more or less, and you can find the store there. You can also find all the cool places where you can keep up with the show, subscribe to the podcast version, or uh, check out the live stream. Quick shout-out to all of my patrons. Thank you guys for your support. Love all you guys and love you guys for listening. Thanks. I know there's a million other things you could listen to, but you're listening to this. On with the interview. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Signals from Mars. Joining me today, returning to the show, is Chris Keys of ESP. And also joining us is Jeff Jones. How are you, folks? Really good. 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 Awesome. So, um, Chris, you had reached out to me that you guys had a lot of exciting news that you wanted to share uh, with us on the show here and with uh, listeners and your followers. And, um, last time we spoke, the EP had just come out and you guys were going to play the whiskey and you guys were going to be going to Europe and stuff like that. So let's kind of get people up to speed with where things went from our last conversation. So we were kind of talking off air, how you'd been to Europe and to a few different countries where you guys had been touring yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? Um, yeah, it's really good to be back in, uh, in Mars. <laughs> and um, we're actually just getting back from Europe, Engineered Society Project. And um, we got a bunch of stuff happening in the United States. But Europe was, since our last conversation, Europe was a blast. We, uh, we were in Poland. We were in the Netherlands. We were in Switzerland. We were in Germany. And um, what a wild... I don't really feel culture shock, but what a wild uh, eye opener about um, really, I, I guess now what shows should be like. And um, and ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my friend Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones is uh, has been a friend of mine since I was in a band called Die Bomber, which was in San Diego, California. Yes. And uh, he produces movies. He edits movies. Um, we, he actually did a documentary, um, on dive bomber called the painted truth. So there, there was a camera with us. Um, our friend Vic hammer actually, um, did a rockumentary on our tour in Europe. And so Sweet. that's coming out November 25th. Now, as I come back here to the United States and, you know, we're playing in Hollywood. We're playing um, back east in New Haven, Connecticut. 
We're playing in New Jersey. We're playing in Milwaukee. We're playing all over the place. And um, really having the experience in Europe really makes me want to, because right now we're possibly going back to Europe. We're going to be going possibly to Spain, to Japan, to a lot of, we're an international band. And I want to, with the rockumentary coming out from Europe, you know, I'm going to show the USA what Europe was like. Um, Jeff and me have been talking, and I really want to show Europe what uh, the USA is like. And the one thing that spawned it off was I was with Emil. Emil was our sound man. He was like our tech magician. And um, I, I mentioned to him that we're playing the Whiskey A Go-Go um, next month. And he was like, oh, the Whiskey A Go-Go. People in Europe think of the Whiskey A Go-Go as the beginning of, you know, rock and roll. Um, that movie Dirt about Motley Crue just came out and they lived right across the street oh, from the Whiskey A Go-Go. And the Whiskey A Go-Go is just legendary around the world. And I think I, that's where it was like. I, I consider it the center of the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Whiskey A Go-Go is it's legendary. Center. Most definitely. And I want to show, you know, we're playing next month with Great White. And I want to show Europe what it's like in the USA, you know, how we rock. But also, I want the USA to watch this rockumentary about Europe because literally, I'll give you just like a show. So you land in Germany and you, um, you pull your van up and you unload your equipment and they come out. And help you unload your equipment. Then you they walk you to your ladies and gentlemen, straight from Houston, Texas, Joe, Joe Brad Vatis. Thank you all. I was having issues trying to get back in this thing. I had to re-download stuff and move stuff, delete stuff, to, just to be able to access this on my laptop. So I apologize. Did you say Jin Kui? Jin Kui, no. Oh, I thought you said Jin Kui. Jin Kui means hello in Polish. I learned only a couple little things in Europe. Jin Kui is one of them. That means hello in um, Poland. So really... I want to show the USA what it's like to rock the whiskey, the the world famous, like Jeff said, the center of the universe. Just to fill you in, JoJo, um, Jeff Jones has joined us. Jeff Jones is going to be one of the producers for our our Love Conquers All USA documentary engineer society project, and he he has been with me. Um, he actually did a documentary on Dive Bomber which was a band I was in in San Diego, California. And um, he, you know, John, I mean, Jeff does everything. He edits movies. He he has movies. He's doing um, just a really good friend and, and a talented brother. I met you at the Whiskey, JoJo. We met upstairs. I remember, yeah. That was a sweet show. I got that footage. So I'm excited, Chris. This sounds exciting. Love Conquers All. Yeah, and you know what? Like it's that. actually where that comes from is there was a gentleman who did a little clip for us um, for one of our songs called Blind World. And really, that's sort of how, how this, this situation is working. It's like somebody does a little thing and then somebody like 
contributes to it. So I said a little thing, and then JoJo took a little clip, and he said, love conquers all. And that really hit me. That that really, I only, just saying it, man, you know, as our world is in crisis, as all the shit that we've gone through, you know, with the epidemic, with um, all these different riots and all these things that we're going through, then you look at the world and see how everybody is in crisis. I think... Just the underlying, just saying that word or that phrase, love conquers all. And, and I think I like it. we shouldn't even talk about it. I think that's something for everybody to think about sure. is to really think time. about what is strength here. Because I don't like hokey shit. I don't like weakness. But I truly believe it, from my life experience that real love conquers all period well well, we might have to make it a little hokey little hokey we can sell it yeah Yeah. man i'm I'm not a i'm not a freaking preacher i am not i don't know man i don't go to church i don't i'm not like a religious person what i am is someone who's interested in the vibrations of my world in the vibrations that are coming in and when i see people are getting killed around the world and and i see that that violence and inappropriateness is really loud. I want to be just as loud because that's what I stand for. One of our songs on our new um, CD is called I Stand for Peace. And I've made my stand. You know, in life, you can't, sometimes you have to make a stand. You have, you can't just be um, someone who doesn't go either way. Oh, I'm a little bit for this. I'm a little bit Mm -hmm. of that. And you see these phrases I stand for peace. Love conquers all. There are things for people to take into their own lives and think about. Don't don't think about it how it how I said it. It's it's really you. You know what do you stand for? What do you know? What do you believe? Is you don't want to ask that. What's that? You don't want to ask that question. How about you, JoJo? <laughs> I'm teasing. Hey man. Hey Victor. What? <laughs> well, I can tell Victor, you want to hear how I met this crazy guy, Chris? Little of my story. Let's see. How'd you meet him? All right, go. You started that before, Chris, when it, it was at Paladino's, the place over in Reseda. He was doing a show for Dive Bomber. And I see this crazy guy bouncing all around, getting ready. He's all, whoa, 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 doing kung fu shit in the bar. <laughs> And I was just like, so, t- so it's his energy. It's like, man, that's, you know, I immediately knew that's going to be a lead singer and he's getting pumped up for the show. <laughs> and it just blew me away. Your one song, Jojo might hear it. Oh God. What would dig it? I think the song dig was dig it. Starts out with boom, 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 just bass. Then it, and Chris would walk out just as they began this great bass line. Yeah. So I met him and said, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in doing a documentary because digital cameras had just been coming out. This is probably 15 years ago now. Yeah. 10 or 15. And uh, so he, he dug it and I uh, followed the guy because going back to love conquers all it's his energy. Yeah. The whole vibe he's put out ever since. So I think that's a really good one to capture also in this new documentary, keep it also into a spiritual vibe. But I just yeah. like to hear 
You know, so I'm excited to do the new documentary with you. That other one is The Painted Truth. It's available on YouTube for free. Um, you'll see his crazy self-painted. But uh, it was all a good time. But just his always his vibe, Victor, his vibe and his energy. She's been so attractive, you know, to be around. So I'm sure JoJo and these guys are learning. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited to hear so much about you too, JoJo. You went to Europe. That was just exciting as hell. Oh, yeah. That had to be crazy. So we'll have to talk more. What was the difference between that we'll capture in this rockumentary? What was Europe compared to U.S. shows? Were they more, what, were they more drunk on Guinness? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they do drink a lot of beer out there, and they got some good beer. Um, I think the difference is that they're a lot more accepting to new things or new bands because uh, when we come onto the stage they have absolutely no idea who we are they probably haven't even checked us out so the fact that we go up there and we see them and they're you know kind of optimistic like who are these guys i don't know what they all <laughs> i don't know what they're thinking but once we start playing i could usually see them you know if somebody's really grooving or the others are just standing and eventually the ones that are the quietest ones were the ones coming up to us and had something uh-huh. to say you know, and um, I thought that was very interesting. You know, the fact that a band from the United States comes to see these guys and bam, they're just already trying to connect with us and very interested in what we're doing and whether we're coming back, you know, things like that. So the fact that they wanted us there was very welcoming, at least for me. And I haven't really experienced anything that I have experienced that in the States, but not to that level, mainly because they knew that we're not from Europe. So um, I guess it would be different if they knew we were local. They'd just be like, oh, yeah, we're really good. But yeah. <laughs> they, they were taking advantage of the fact that you guys were, were something different and something that intrigued them, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would think. But yeah, the, just everything from landing there to being in a van and hitting all these cities night after night after night, meeting new people. Being on different stages, all that. I mean, it was all amazing. I didn't have any issues. It had to be. Yeah, so it was It was an awesome vacation. <laughs> I know how long for Chris and what he's, how hard Chris has worked. I was so excited to hear you guys went over there and did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chris yeah. killed it there. Yeah. You worked hard, too. I know you've worked hard, too, bro. Oh, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> So, so in other words, it's going to be two separate documentaries. It's going to be one that's coming out now in in a week or so, and then there's going to be the one that Jeff is going to be working on, where it gives everyone the U.S. perspective of of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I think we'll have to talk about what's our story going to be because I think yeah. even a documentary needs to tell a story. Yes. Yeah, the story is, is this is inspired by the love we felt in Europe. And we want to, I think it's like we want to generate that same sort of, we had a very family-orientated situation in our van. We had a nice driver. Her name was the Countess. And really, other than a couple of things, like we got, um, we got pulled over in, was it Switzerland, Jojo? Yes, yeah, on our way to the our first show. Yes. Interpol finally caught up with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got pulled over in Switzerland. But other than that, I mean, it was just so smooth. It worked so uh, 
it was put together well. It was put together by a gentleman named um, Lord Bishop. It was the band that we toured with. Their band is called Lord Bishop Rocks. And he put it together very well. So just like, you know, being when you're when you're a rock dude and somebody else is taking care of your time, they're setting up all the stuff. It's it's like really appreciated. And and everything was really smooth. Like I said, we got pulled over once. But I mean, no shows were canceled. There were sold out shows. What you get pulled over for speeding? No, man, I I think um, the (laughs) Lord Bishop actually said they profiled us because he was black. That's what he told me. He said, I I don't know. Uh, But they were definitely sort of rude, man. They were like, uh, it it looked like it was about to go down. And um, there might have been some stuff in our van that was not to their liking. So we could have, Lord Bishop told me we could have, it's possible we could have gone to prison or jail or whatever. So do you think we can get some of that footage? I want to see this documentary. It comes out the 25th? What? 25th, yeah. Chris of November? Yeah, in November. Okay, similar. Sweet. If we can get any European footage to put yeah. it ours to show a contrast. Most definitely. I mean, I'm sure we all have independent footage, too, from our own perspective that wasn't mm-hmm. on the, the documentary. I'd like I know that I have um, right. If it could be usable, you know, we can outside oh, send it to some cloud or something and then just right. run. Could, could you see there being a, an additional series that goes beyond the U.S. and Europe? I mean, you mentioned that you might be going to Japan as well. Could could there be a, a Japanese version of uh, of the documentary? Maybe some shows in South America? Mm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think what we're trying to do is really just document everything that we're doing, knowing that this is like a once in a lifetime type of thing, you know? Right. So just trying to bring everybody with us to experience these things with us. Cause it's new to us too. Right. So then, yeah, just a rockumentary, just come with us, come check this out, you know, and our little adventures. And I think it, it's something new. I haven't seen any other bands do anything like that. And if they have, it's very short. It might be just one time they did something. It's like, okay, that's cool. But it's not a continuous thing, like a right. reality show almost. Where it's like, come with us over here and just check out this wild shit. Okay, yeah. we're going to be over yeah. here. Come with us. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I could see like we're going to have to try Love Conquers All, but then it's like the missions of, mission of love. And we can come out with just graphics and effects. And we're going to have to have good good music. I got to have good quality tracks sometimes. But if we lure them in, Chris, right, like we did, lure them in with your music and make it like uh, bring people did to who, Victor? Uh, Grateful Dead. Like, yeah. Man. And build that that's what you guys want, This this following of – catch on to the vibe, then you're more like, not faithful. They're not, you know, gullibles, but yeah. Get ESP. A new fish. But yeah, ESP is this this new band with this whole new feeling that they're putting out. Catch it. It's love. You don't need ecstasy to do it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I think we could do that. Just make it then, all right, to hear a lot of the music and we'll piece it together documentary yeah Yeah. also we can make it then a documentary on esp in a way Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, you think so? It's going to be an ESP featuring, and we'll just be highlighting the differences between Europe and USA. Yeah, from that's, your, that's one, from that's your POV. There is to show is to show um, Europe what specifically what the whiskey's like because it's such a legendary place. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll give them a tour of the bathroom. <laughs> so last time you guys were on, we talked quite a bit about my TV as well. Um, are you guys just going to be focusing on touring for now? Or do you feel that the time is right to follow up my TV in any, in any way, shape or form, maybe just release a single, maybe release another EP. What, what do you guys have planned from that standpoint? Well, we're going into the studio in February when we, yeah, so we're going to play at the Whiskey. Um, King Cobra, I believe, is who we're going to open for. I'm not sure the date in February, but I do know we're going to go to the studio and we're going to cut some tracks over there. I think maybe five. I'm not sure. But yeah, we're already in the process of, of trying to get some of that stuff recorded. And we have half of what we need finished we just gotta record the stuff probably create some new stuff um but yeah i mean it's interesting that last time we spoke we were promoting my tv and now we're already trying to promote something new so it's just seeing how we're just constantly building and constantly moving forward and just doing what we do and hopefully everything is good to y'all's ears (laughs) yeah are you gonna record in la yes Dondo Beach, shout out Total Access Studios with our our boy who's in our camp. It's Wynn Davis. He's produced a lot of big stuff. And um, we're we're sort of sticking to our sort of family type thing. Wynn Davis, Total Access Studios. And I believe the dates are 10th. I think we're in the studio 9th, 10th, and 11th. And I think the 12th, uh, February 12th, we're playing with King Cobra at, um, at the Whiskey... Which is Vinny? Is it Vinny a piece? Yeah, it's Carmine actually. Carmine. Carmine, Carmine now. That's his band. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, Vinny is on some of the tracks on my TV, so I'm, you know, with um, this is almost like a fresh start for you guys as well because it's going to be something completely, not completely different, but it's going to be just you guys it's going to be the four members of the band or do you have any other guest spots planned yeah and and with my tv there were holdover things from before when not everyone was was in the band so this is almost like the first real big statement that you guys are going to be making most definitely and two we already actually have three tracks we've recorded since uh my tv we have a song called fade away which you can find on uh, Spotify, any uh, social media, uh, Engineer Society Project, Fade Away. We also have two songs right now. Um, I think we might be releasing a couple songs before the CD comes out. Maybe not. We're not definitely sure of it. We have a really good camp that, that we try to get sort of guidance from. We try to get how this thing should unravel. Um, our label we mentioned last time, but is it's Mind Snap Music um, slash Combat Records. That's run by Christian Lawrence, 
uh, aka Opus the Dopus from the band called Dead by Wednesday. Yeah. And we also have really, really good um, distribution through Von Artist, which is a man named Larry Touring, which is a good friend of mine. I met him in Portland, Oregon. So we're we're being guided. So really, it's just for people to keep in touch with us. If you go on my, uh, if you go on Facebook, and you type in Engineered Society Project Street Team, you can sort of keep keep up with us how this story unravels. Because right now our team is putting together a plan about which countries we're going to go to, which how we're going to release our stuff because it. It is a new game now, like how how you release your music. It's not sometimes, like I said, we just released one single, single and I'm not sure if we're going to do that or release some. Um, fade away. There, fade away. Yeah, it's <clears throat> I'm going to download sure it. We're gonna release it. I know we're going to release it ultimately as a CD, but we might release a couple songs before that too. Yeah, yeah and that, that's one of the components that I guess streaming helps bandwidth as well is planning where to tour what to you know what the reception is with certain songs what to release how to release it um there's so much talk nowadays about how or at least when i speak to bands uh how a tour needs to make economic sense for them to go out uh, so with all these tools that are available i mean it only makes sense that they're leveraged to make sure that you guys aren't losing a ton of money when you're going out on tour. Uh, I've, I've spoken to some artists that have told me, Hey, you know, we know we're going to break even, but just that rush that we're going to get from doing these shows is, is the payment that we're looking for. Um, for you guys in ESP, what makes sense for you guys? You know, Europe isn't cheap touring. The States isn't cheap. Um, but at the end of the day, what makes it all worthwhile for you guys? I think really just being able to connect with people all over wherever we are with our music and with our personalities. I think that speaks volumes way beyond, I guess, the, the financial aspect of it. Because I do understand the financial aspect is important because if you don't have the money, you can't do it. Right. But in this case, building a fan base from scratch is what will inevitably help us continue on. Right. It, I think it'd be different if people were not receptive to what we were doing. Then it would feel like we're wasting our time. Like, oh man, I don't know what it is. I thought what we were doing was good or whatever. People are really not into it. Then of course it would weigh on us. But right now it really seems like people are very responsive to what we're doing. So that right there is the fuel. And we're just trying to light it up and hopefully it'll, give us the momentum to just continue to go you know so right now it's that's how i personally see it i don't know if that's how everybody else in the band sees it but from my perspective i think that is the most important part of it because it's really the fans who who help us continue to go on you know with the support and also the financial aspect you know the the go to our shows and um buy our merch and whatnot all those things are very necessary i think that like the reason that um, Jeff Jones is here right now is because he's one of those people that we need. He's one of those people that, that, you know, people, he supported me for a long time. He's really supported my mission. And 
Um, it makes me think about, as you talk about touring, um, actually another podcast reached out to me. It's this lady, Miss Vegas. And she reached out to me and it made me think of my old bandmate, um, Catfish. Um, Catfish was the guitar player for Dive Bomber. And he's in a band now called Cyborg Assassin. And Jeff knows uh, Catfish. And literally, even uh, Signals from Mars, just basically having you to, um, you know, help us, help people get hear about us and hear what's going on with us. People like Jeff, people like you, um, people that are, you know, supporting what we're doing and helping us get the word out there. To me, that's really what's going to make a difference, because if we just sit and rehearse in our band room and never get heard or people don't hear what we're about, we're never going to get heard. Right. Makes sense. Makes uh, makes complete sense. A lot of your songs, I think, when I've jammed out here in L.A. last what last year, yeah, yeah. Right? they have such a powerful, you know, a lot of them powerful message, right, Joe? Joe, I forget. I mean, you're like telling a social, social consciousness. How? Yeah, you're like peace. I'm for digital soldiers. We're yeah, we all got to use it for the right things. Stuff like that. I mean, I don't remember now. You can talk more, but I think that's what makes this so good. Is that then you're not up there singing bubblegum music. We can use use the message that you seem to have in these songs. Be your whatever it was. Yeah. Our founder. Be good good um, citizens. Peace and love. There is definitely a time I think we need it. Our founder, uh, Timothy Moss, um, sort of came up with the – band concept of sort of like the feeling that our, our society is being engineered or our society uh, sort of there's manipulation going on in our society and, and really when I came in the band it was definitely a meeting in the middle because I agree but I have different thoughts about it so it's sort of like the ideas that were there and actually I came in um, the singer before me was a uh, Tim Ripper Owens from Judas Priest and when I came in, I learned all their songs and I heard what, what Tim was talking about. And I was sort of on the t- same tip. And I think now it's more of recognizing the engineering, but really it's about how to change. You know, basically, I don't want to sit here and complain about anything. I basically want to make an awareness and then I want to cause change you know one of the things i um i'm into it's sort of my own numerology i'm into the number five and i was born at 555 on the fifth day of the fifth month like everything around me is five and really i desire to change i don't want to complain i actually get tired of people complaining you know basically i hear a lot of complaining and I don't want to hear the complaints. We all know it's beeped. You know, we all know this. <laughs> so now it's time to rise up and go, all right, it's beeped. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? And, and that's where when you say some of the things like, you know, a statement like I made in the beginning, um, it, it's it's sort of like I would like to influence people to feel how they can be a part of change instead of complaining. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, awesome. So we're getting close to the end of the year. Holiday season is coming up. Um, for a lot of people, especially I think um, people our age, uh, it was kind of a jump off point to get introduced to different kinds of music. Uh, you know, we, we had the uh, vinyl sitting under the tree or a cassette or a CD or whatever. Um, for each one of you guys, is there a fond music memory uh, when it comes to the, the holiday season? When it comes to Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. Is there anything Want me to go? Go ahead, Jeff. Christmas. I got my first record player. Could have been 68. Helped me with these albums. And my mom bought me Easy Rider soundtrack, which had freaking Pusher Man. God damn the Pusher Man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like eight years old. Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. And the Carpenters, Mondays, something about Mondays on it. But just the Easy Rider soundtrack, I didn't think she knew what she bought me. <laughs> Don't Bogart, that joint was on it. Yeah, I'm back in the bedroom playing that. So that'd be my best Christmas time memory. All right, nice. cool. JoJo, how about you? No, nah, to be honest, no. Um my family wasn't really into celebrating holidays like that, what they call hate holidays. And I'm still kind of like that to this day. Um, but I I do remember doing things around winter. Okay. So that would be like with me and the homies. This was back when I was in my late teens, early 20s. We would go back here in the woods and we would create a bonfire and drink Jack, Jack Daniels to a Pantera. Okay. That's what we would do. We would just open the truck doors and just blare metal and just (laughs) drink and get belligerent and just break shit. (laughs) Um, I won't ever forget one time my friend wanted to walk back home because for some reason someone pissed him off. I'm like, okay, come follow me. Then we're walking and it's pitch black and all we have is the moon to light up our way and we're just going through the woods and he. He stopped. He's like, oh, what is that? What is that? And I look, and it's this huge deer. And all we could see is, like, its outlines with big old uh, animals looking at us. And it's probably, like, 10 feet away. And I look at it. I'm like, fuck it. Let's keep going. And he (laughs) wouldn't move. I'm like, let's go. And it never attacked us or anything, but it was looking right at us. And it was crazy. I never thought I could get so close to a damn deer at night. but, But that's what we would do. It's just raise hell, listen to metal, drink Jack Daniels in the fucking cold and in front of a bonfire. That's all I can think of around this time because I, I want to do it again. I'm like, man, it's about that time I want to go out there and just <laughs> do my uh, ritual is what you might call it. I'll, I'll take it. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's so amazing how music has that kind of emotional connection where mm-hmm. you can hear certain songs and pinpoint stuff like that, you know, seeing that deer or being out there with your friends. So yes. cool. was, Pantera was my thing back then. So anytime I hear it, it takes me right back to that. Uh, it's almost Pantera season. And it's getting, it's getting there. I'm not too, I'm not too familiar with Pantera, but weren't they like um, a different kind of metal? Like, 
a while a while back. Um, like it wasn't yeah, as heavy as when they first started. They were more on the glam ish side and developing their sound. And I one of my favorite albums by them was their um, one called Power Metal. I really loved like the the heaviness and the high vocals and the ripping solos. But yeah, once they came back into the nineties, they really I don't know. They were just a lot more what you would call uh, I don't know what you would call it sludgy like a lot more just head bangy and and stuff like that just something to just bang your head to in the 90s nice that's what they really were known for is ripping solos and like that domination you know that bum 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 you know breakdowns before it was really popular yeah so yeah, they, I think they really do um, revolutionize the way and, they play today. And that stuff's more popular now over in Europe. Oh right. yeah, they love that heavy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, I was having a lot of conversations with Vic Hammer, which was the guy who did our our rockumentary, and he's a huge metalhead. So it's interesting having conversations with fellow metalheads because they know a lot about bands and everything, and we're. <laughs> Being nerds and going back and forth on stuff, but yeah, yeah, they they love that stuff to death. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Chris, any memory for for you? We just did a. Um, I actually was making a poster. We have a show um, December twenty. Is it twenty seventh? Twenty seventh whiskey. The one in Houston is a seventeen. Okay. December 17th, and I was making a poster, and I was putting music to it, and it was metal Christmas songs. It was like, um, I don't know, man, there's this new song. Well, I put, like, Jingle Bells. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And then there was um, some other Christmas song. I'm not sure if it's by uh, that chick. What's that chick band ever? What's that? Something with an E. Um, it's like with the, the chick sings. What is it? Effervescence? It sounds like that chick, but she's singing like this wild Christmas song. I thought it was really cool. It sounds really cool. But I got to be completely honest. I like cheesy Christmas music. I actually love... I like... um, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I like cheese, cheese, cheese Christmas. Like stuff, I'm even like embarrassed, like listen to in public, like literally. I like that. I like that old stuff brings a tear to my eye. May your days, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I love that cheesy, cheesy Christmas time. When I was Ten little. Minutes. When I was little, my mother used to make like my whole bedroom like Christmas land. I had a Christmas tree. I had a fake fireplace. I had all these Santa Claus posters. So literally Christmas was huge, huge when I was very, very little. And Christmas music, man. Christmas music was monumental in my life. I loved it. So so can you envision a uh, ESP Christmas album? (laughs) <laughs> yeah now i'd like to do something <laughs> i'd like to do a metal i'd like to do a metal i saw mommy kissing santa claus <laughs> i'd like to do like a, a hardcore 
um, version of like some kind of a Christmas song. That'd be cool. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm not opposed to that. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very tiny nose. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so you mentioned before, and, and Chris almost said MySpace. I know he meant Facebook. Oh, yeah. I have a hard time. I mean, literally, yeah. Um, if people want to keep up with what you guys have going on, uh, Facebook is the best place. Website, where should they go? We're on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Spotify. We have a link tree. Um, which basically is every, if you, and the thing is our name is unique engineered society project. If you go on any platform, we're on it. Um, and, and really right now we're, we're, we're not centralized, but we have a main thing going on where there's continual updates on. If you're on Facebook, type in engineered society project street team. If you're off Facebook, you can check us out at, www.engineeredsocietyproject.com and our main Facebook page is facebook.com slash engineered society rocks. Okay. But any, any platform, if you want to listen to us on Spotify, if you want to watch our videos on YouTube, if you want to get updated on Twitter if you want to see us on Instagram, we basically are engineered. Actually, Instagram is engineered under slash society under slash project. Okay. And if yeah. somebody wants to pick up a physical copy of the EP of my TV or anything else, uh, any type of merch, uh, where should they go? We have a really cool new T-shirt. Um, which we got made for our European gig, go to our website, www.engineersocietyproject.com. You can get our CD. You can get our, um, our merch, our T-shirts. And uh, I'm really excited about our brand new, um, our brand new logo. It's, it's really cool. And I think it really is going to bring us into 2024. We haven't really revealed it yet and i think it's going to be it was in europe you know our t-shirts were were really more available in europe when we were on tour and i think this new symbol is going to be coming out as we start to get around um right now our schedule is we're playing hometown uh next month we head to the whiskey a go-go next month um Sweet. december 27th we play with great white um, we're playing Opus's Birthday Blizzard Bash in New Haven, Connecticut at Toast Place, January 13th. Then we'll be heading in with Wynn Davis to Total Access Studios in Redondo Beach, um, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And I believe February 13th, we're playing with King Cobra at the Whiskey A Go-Go once again. Then we're going to be playing the Milwaukee Metal Fest. Um, once again, is that in May, Jojo? Yes. Okay, in May. And let me just give some props to that. I'm not sure if I, we told you about this last time we were up here, if we had played it. But my friend Jamie Hapreed organizes one of the best uh, 
mill festivals I've ever seen. The people were so cool to deal with. Um, that's like, and, and definitely we got to get footage of that for the documentary because those people, Jojo's going to show you his laminate for the yes. Milwaukee Metal Fest. See, the, the, the funniest thing, they were, they were the nicest people. They were so receptive. I'm talking about the fans and the people who were working tech. And um, that literally, it was hilarious to be there and be walking around the hallways. And it was all like death metal. I mean, there were so many bands. I, mean, I think <laughs> the big bands were Anthrax, um, Biohazard played. Um, who, 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 who was like the biggest act, JoJo? The biggest act that I liked was um, Lamb of God. And then yeah. Fear Factory was there, too. Fear Factory. So the thing is, you'd, you'd be walking around the hallways of this place, and you'd be hearing... And then you'd walk in to the like the tech people, and they'd be like, hey, man, can I help you? Like, overly. I was a little bit freaked out, because like some of the people running sound and the people organizing the stage going... Can I get that for you? What? What do you? How are you? How are you gonna like? They're just like really, really receptive. So anybody who's outside of our scene has anything bad to say about us in metal, just don't know what they're talking about. It's like literally, right? This is our release. Our heavy music is is our way of life. And if you think I'm saying that to the people out there, if you think that, look a little more into it. You know, and you hear me talking today about people coming together and about peace and about trying to create that vibration in the world. So, I mean, I think podcasts like this, that's another reason we're here is to talk about what we're really about. Cause some people have perceptions and it's a prejudice. And they either judge you by the way you look or a stereotype. And we definitely want to cut that shit in half and, and make people know that, that our scene is the dopest. Yeah. And I will, Mention this real quick before we wrap it up here. Um, my fondest memory of seeing Hatebreed or, or Jamie Josta, um, seeing them at a, at a festival in Spain where they came on after Journey. Wow. <laughs> and, and the first thing that Jamie did after playing the first song was thanking people for being civil while Journey played. And he thought how great it was that there was such a an eclectic mix of, uh, of bands that had played on the bill. So was that journey with, with, uh, the new singer? Yeah, he was, he was in the band. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, so I have a really good little story about Hatebreed. Okay. I was in a band called blind justice. Um, and there was this band called Josta 14 and uh, J- Jamie Hatebreed was the singer for Josta 14 and they used to open up for my band. And Josta 14, now this is just what I heard, and I, it's almost like I shouldn't say it, but I think it's been enough time because you never really know what happens inside a band. And I have to admit, right. I don't know exactly what happened. But what was said was that Josta 14 kicked Jamie out of the band. I'm not sure if that's really what happened, but I always thought, in retrospect, you know, Jamie went on, on to do big things and went on to really, you know, in our area, become a really big player in the music business. And I always thought of Josta 14 sitting there going, 
we kicked Jamie, Jamie, you know, later, later years, we kicked that dude out of our band. <laughs> I think it was his band too, but there's another one, you know, Opus, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so, so Opus and, and he actually has told me this and Opus has a book out. Um, so I think it's, it's almost common knowledge. Opus was in a band called violent industry and they were in the metal scene while I was in the hardcore scene. I was in a band called Sold on Murder. My name was Diggum, and I was in the hardcore scene, and he was in the metal scene, which were two completely different scenes. I mean, there were places where we went and met in the middle, which was like Venom, the Plasmatics. There was only like a couple like right in the middle of the two different scenes, but I believe Opus's band kicked him out. <laughs> and that's when he came and found me. And that's when we formed Gargantua Soul. So you never know. I mean, in this crazy thing, you never know how things are going to land, man. One, one door shuts, another opens. Um, you just never know. And also, I have to be very careful and just definitely say that these are things I heard but I think that that violent industry kicked them out is a little common knowledge. Not not exactly sure though. Okay. Well, I, I think we can all agree that uh, that Josta landed on his feet all right. He 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 made it <laughs> out of that situation pretty good. And as you're saying, I'm sure they were probably kicking themselves afterwards, seeing <laughs> you know how things ended up in the long run. But you really you really just n- never know. Yeah. I mean, literally. I mean, I've bet some things that you'd say, oh, that's never. And then it's literally the next thing. So really, you just have to do what you do. Now, the the one thing is you have to find the people. Like when I walked into Engineer Society Project, I felt an immediate connection. We write well together. So really, you have to find the people that you work with. But then you really just got to do your thing. You can't do it. For like you were talking earlier about why we tour, how we can do it money-wise. I think you have to find the people. Then you just got to love what you do and want to go out there and do it. And you have to forget about what's going to happen or how, you know, whatever things are going to come back. You just got to love what you do and then go out and just do what you do. Not worrying about what what the consequences are going to be or whatever. Cool. Awesome. So I want to thank the three of you, Chris, Jojo, and Jeff, for joining me tonight. And uh, there's a lot of exciting things down the road for um, for ESP. And I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, documentary. Uh, this should be released on the 24th. So the first documentary will be out the following day. So definitely Check that out. That'll be up on your YouTube, I'm assuming. Yeah, yes. And we'll, we'll make it available on all our different platforms. And like I said, uh, underlying this, this conversation, even about touring, having a podcast like this, it's just one of those other things that help us. So we really appreciate you and, a, and a, a pre- appreciate you for having us, man. Awesome. Uh, more than happy to have you guys on. Any other time you want to come back and, and just talk music? Well, that's what that's, that's what we've been saying. You know, like I, I talked about 
the one we're probably going to do in Vegas. We're doing this other one here. We're doing this other one here. It starts to become a little family-type situation. We have a tight-knit family that we work with as a band. And then the people, Jeff Jones is part of our family. You know, And basically, as we start to have people who support what we do, it's our Engineered Society Project Little Family, man. And we're trying to step outside the engineering and make real connections with people and stay connected. You know, and for real, not not some kind of phony, you know, Maloney. Yeah, we have to spread the word. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for your time, and I'll send you guys links when uh, when I post this. Okay. Very good. Thank Happy you. holidays, brother. Thank you, yeah. Victor. Likewise. Thank you, Victor. All right, man. Take it easy. I'm dreaming of signals from Mars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a hit. Beautiful. It is recorded. Hey, were you recording? Absolutely. I'm one take. <laughs> one take. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, man. All right. Bye. See Bye. you guys later. Y'all take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Signals from Mars podcast. You can subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 